Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company's podcast. With me today is Andy Crestadina, and I have to say, I kind of had a, a little bit of a mild uh, midlife moment a while back. Andy and I have known each other digitally for a long time, and I was convinced that I had shared a stage with him uh, one year in Chicago. And it's not even that interesting, but I have unwound it. I have figured out how we know each other. And we were both featured in a highlight blog several years ago, have chit-chatted on digital, worked with each other on mutual clients. I mean, all kinds of stuff where we've been totally connected. And now he's on my podcast. But now that the mystery is solved, I am now going to reveal to you who the real Andy Crestadina is. And this is going to be a great conversation about web and strategy and uh, and content strategy on your website and everything you think you are doing right or wrong with your website, we are going to reveal all of that. There's no pressure, Andy. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, yeah, there's a little pressure, but I'll live up to it. It'll be okay. best. Okay. You, you, so far, every every other turn, you've lived up to it. And it has been funny. Um, you know, I actually know other people who have shared the stage with you. And that even made it even more confusing. <laughs> mm. So, Well, Andy Cressadina is the co-founder and uh, CMO of Orbit Media. And they are an absolutely amazingly responsive and very cool uh, group of people. They're almost 40 people. They're a digital agency in Chicago, which, as all of you know, I love being in Chicago. And, uh, you know, sidebar news, uh, in June, Joplin actually gets a Chicago direct flight. And I'm going to be so happy. All my clients in Chicago, this is going to make life so much easier. <laughs> so... Andy has been on so many stages, and I thought we would start with that, Andy, since now the magic has been revealed that we have not been at the same event and that we've met in every other way. So tell us about what you're usually asked to talk about, where your expertise really lies, because you are so multidisciplinary that it is a little bit hard to put a finger exactly on Andy. So enlighten us. Well, I'm, I try to be practical, which means that I'm less inspirational, maybe those are connected. I'm not sure, but I'm not really a keynote. Usually I'm not the, uh, I have, I'm booked that way. Sometimes I think it's a little strange to make me a keynote. Uh, I gave a presentation this morning to kick off an event, but, uh, I'm often the workshops, I'm often the breakouts and I'm often for topics that are a little bit more, uh, technical. Um, I try to break down the, some of the more, uh, nuanced tactics such as search optimization and analytics into plain English in ways that anyone can understand. Mm -hmm. So that is a gift. (laughs) Yeah. That's my, that's my job at a conference usually is like, can you teach the advanced analytics class knowing that most people are not advanced? Like, okay, love it. I'm in. That's (laughs) my job. Let me do it. Well, I know that your team really relies on you. I was working with Stephanie on a project and we were talking about just an incredibly nuanced difficulty with um, uh, analytics where a company has um, just a lot of subdomains. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. subdomains coming in. And so they feel like, yeah, you know, yes, they installed Google Analytics correctly, but they can't make sense of it. And I remember in that conversation, Stephanie on your team saying, oh, Andy will love it. Mm. <laughs> He'll I do it love it. I do love it. It's fun. It's like, it's like a puzzle. Yeah. Uh, those are fun challenges. Well, what what uh, what conferences are you going to be at uh, this year? What what what's going on this year? I know sometimes you're at web related ones, but then a lot of times you're at just general marketing conferences. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, social media marketing world is coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also frequently do content marketing world, where I probably do a workshop this year uh, and a breakout. Um, I've been this will be my fourth year. If I go back to uh, 
call to action conference in Vancouver. Um, and then there's all kinds of different smaller niches and associations. So next week I fly to Jacksonville to speak at the, um, international association of college bookstores. Really? Yeah. It's just, there's so many, I give like a hundred presentations a year. So, um, interacting in, uh, Columbus is a good one. My mm-hmm. friend, Mary Garrick's company Upwork, um, um, upward, but it's just all over. I have my own conference in Chicago here. It's called content jam. So yeah, it's, um, uh, I try to say yes to everything that I can, and it's been fun because um, I get to make a lot of friends and go a lot of places. Well, tell me a little bit about Content Jam because I saw it come up last year. Oh, I was, oh, almost came to it, but you guys sell out all the time. So tell everybody about Content Jam and who should be coming. Well, I'm trying to solve the problem of it selling up by moving it to a bigger venue because mm-hmm. it's always been just a 300-person event, and it's in this beautiful location. So we're moving next door to the hotel next door, so we'll be in the Sheridan, which is a bigger space. It's a content marketing conference. Um, it is a half day of workshops, and then it's a day of keynotes and breakouts, kind of a hybrid between the single track and multi-track event. So we'll have uh, two keynotes in the morning, and then we go into breakout sessions and then have lunch and then more breakout sessions and then come back for two keynotes in the afternoon. Well, it's kind of grown organically. Where did the original idea come from? You know, I think there's white space in in events. I think it's events might be the only format for content where there is more demand than supply. Mm. It's, I mean, if uh, you don't hear people saying, you know, that their other content sold out. <laughs> because it's another so uh, it started just in our in our conference rooms with a couple of uh, other partners and we all did it just in our spaces here in the same building and then moved it to Columbia University or uh, Columbia College in their film school building and then moved it to uh, the Gleacher Center which is University of Chicago because they have beautiful high-tech classrooms um, so it's just grown organically from like a 50-person a, a event to what will this year be like 400 people. Yeah. Well, let's put a little bit more, let's dial it in about like who is this puzzle that is Andy Christadina and, and more a little bit about what I talked about, you know, you really having a grasp of um, many disciplines because, you know, you have written so many articles on content strategy. I've read so many fantastic ones on search engine optimization. You deal in influencer marketing and then you get all nerdy with your conversion and analytics. So, mm-hmm. um, so what's it like, which one of those things kind of like call to you with all the, the you know, you, you write so often, but which one is just like your total sweet spot? Well, I've done 18 years of SEO and it, it, about as long of, uh, of analytics work going back to before Google analytics, back when we spelled analytics with a small, a small a instead of a capital A. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, um, so those are probably some of the stronger skills maybe, but website planning has been the focus of my career. So I've always thought about conversions. So I try to be equal parts of mousetrap and cheese, Mm -hmm. you know, converting and attracting visitors. On the other hand, Priscilla, I have huge blind spots. I don't know anything about advertising. (laughs) I don't know anything about, um, uh, Facebook. Uh, you know, I have a bias toward B2B tactics. Uh, I'm really, really interested in, and have been teaching a lot of influencer marketing, but, uh, I'm also not a mega brand, like an enterprise type marketer. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little bit light on some of the things where you're strong, like persona research or mm-hmm. um, I'm not a brand guy, really. I don't do much branding. <laughs> we don't do branding for clients. So I have giant, I mean, gaps mm-hmm. in my knowledge for sure. But uh, SEO, analytics, conversion and influencer marketing are probably my strengths. I got to tell you, that actually made it super fun when we were working with a mutual client on this last rung because 
where I feel like I just went, uh-huh, and then I'm not sure what we would do here. He just, like, picked it up and, like, this is what we would do. We have a system and, you know, took it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I feel like it kind of flowed back uh, the other way, too. And, and you know, websites, uh, you know, are never done. So, you know, we're still both engaged with that client. In fact, that was the second time you had built a, a site for that client. And I think that just goes to show that clients need to be constantly innovating and paying attention to what's going on digitally because a website is not a one-and-done you know, situation. Digital ink is never dry. (laughs) I never heard it that way. And that's just brutal. (laughs) It's true. Oh my gosh. Uh, It totally is true. Well, but I love that client. So, and that's a classic example of, of my, of also kind of my, um, the focus for me has been, uh, uh, a B2B lead gen marketer. Mm-hmm. That's re- so marketing profs, B2B forum is another conference that I, I always go to. And, um, uh, that's also kind of a tribe for me, like the B2B people. I love that. Yeah, I, I do too. I, you know, we, we do specialize in B2B, but we are really familiar with them. I, I still have clients that I'm, you know, I buy TV for, so, mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> you know, okay. it's, yeah, a little bit different, um, still of a mix, but certainly our, our focus is that B2B, and uh, definitely that thought leadership and influencer marketing. So let's talk a little bit about influencer marketing. We're both on on the road a lot. We're both um, speaking and um, sought after for speaking. There's a there's a big um, there's a big strategy behind that. So what are you teaching right now in terms of influencer marketing uh, to people when you're being asked to come in? Okay, mm-hmm. where, where do people yeah. start? How do they go? You know how how do you actually put that together? Well, the there's a recent study that showed that the outcomes of influencer marketing uh, are which channels, and the number one channel was social media, and the and the least uh, reported channel was SEO, and I think that's a gap. And one of my focuses this year will be to teach more about influencer marketing for SEO and uh, for B two B lead generation. So, what I tried to remind people is that because of a cognitive bias we all have in our brains called the availability heuristic. Mm-hmm. We tend to overvalue things we can see. And that's why people, I think, get excited by the types of influencer collaboration that leads to shares and likes and comments. That's why the most popular influence, the most common influencer programs are things like Instagram and, you know, lifestyle bloggers. Mm-hmm. But really, if you take a different approach to this same tactic and look for ways to collaborate with content creators who are also who have, of course, influencers, and build families of content and create programs around uh, search and referencing each other and creating visuals and original research that lead to backlinks, then the benefits of those influencer programs is much more durable. Uh, So if I were doing influencer marketing, I would, uh, for a client, I would first find all the pages on their site that almost rank high. (laughs) That's that's an analytics trick. Mm -hmm. And now that I have a list of the pages that almost rank high, I build a list of influencers who are relevant on those topics. And then I'd create a program that where we're all building content together in ways that refer back to each other. And the links and authority that you'd get from those collaborations would move my almost high ranking content up the search results, which is so much more worthwhile than getting a, a social celebrity to share you, which gives <laughs> you like a 10 minute benefit. Right. I could get tons more traffic for months and years to come by collaborating with people who are not just influencers, but content creators on high domain authority websites, referring back to my almost high ranking content with where I could, I could easily measure uh, thousands or tens of thousands more page visits from that effort. 
So uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited about that part. That is such a, okay, the whole thing that you just discussed there, first of all, the, the first word comes to mind is strategy. <laughs> like you yep. can't just like be jumping into your website and like, well, other people, I see what they're doing. It looks like this. So let's do it like this without actually doing the math, you know, to find out at, at the very beginning. Okay. What are your almost famous, you know, pages? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that, that, that thought, you know, let's talk a little bit more about um, how search engines are ranking. And I mean, as you know, the major changes that happened this last year. And I'd love to hear from you a little bit about your thoughts now on expertise and authority and how, how those two things are, are coming together. So what the, the thing that I don't want my listeners to miss is the real importance of what you just said about really building your content strategically with others so that you can mm-hmm. grab you know, really this, you need this momentum only almost, or, or maybe the, the, the collaboration provides more gravitas and that's how search engines work. They see the, mm-hmm. the whole of it, but tell us about, let's say you don't have a luxury of having someone that you can link back to right at the beginning. What would be a content strategy that would help you with that expertise and authority and how to build those almost famous pages up mm-hmm. the ranks? Yeah. So let's say that there's basically just three main search ranking factors. One is that you use the target key phrase and the related phrases on the page. That's the title tag, the header, the body text. It's a strong page. It's, it's, it explains the topic from every angle. That's just being relevant. Mm-hmm. And then the second and equally important factor is authority. Is your site credible in search? Have other sites linked to you? The quality and quantity of links to your website from other websites. And I just explained how that could be an outcome of an influencer marketing program. Yeah, I love that. Uh, makes a big difference, right? You'll never, that's why certain key phrases only famous brands rank because they have authoritative websites. So one of the outcomes of influencer marketing is of course, you know, it can give you that authority benefit when uh, it's like PR, it's just digital PR, right? Same thing, Mm -hmm. blogger relations, same thing. These are just uh, getting mentions, uh, citations. But uh, the other thing that influencers can do or that um, the the third and poorly understood part of search is that if you do rank for something and the visitor clicks from Google or search and lands on your page, do they stay for th- for five seconds or five minutes? If they stay for five seconds and hit the back button, that was called a short click, and also known as low dwell time, and that's a signal to the search engine that you did not that it's not a good page. It's called a user interaction signal. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, if the visitor clicks from search and stays on the and finds it an awesome page and drills down and goes deep and read, you know, stays for five minutes before hitting the back button. Uh, of course, those were both bounces, one page visits. But in the second one, you had the long click, you know, or long dwell time. So how do you get visitors to stay on pages when they come from search? Digital content best practices, you know, short paragraphs, bullet lists, bolding, internal links, nice formatting images. But also on a sales page. You know, you want to build credibility and trust. That's also influence. So including experts in your articles or including testimonials from your clients, this is influence. This is using people to lend credibility to your content. It has a very powerful, albeit indirect, benefit in search of increasing dwell time, but but just as important as anything else. So three search ranking factors, relevance, authority, and user interaction signals. And influence has uh, influencer marketing can have huge benefits for the last two. Well, and talk about the huge benefits. I'm here. You and I are talking on this podcast, but um, the reason why we are together is because someone followed these content strategies and they reached out to experts in the field and said, "Hey, you know, recognize Andy is an expert in this SEO and this content um, 
uh, content marketing and in conversion, and then reached out to me, you know, with uh, inbound lead generation and asked both of us to write up our predictions for the next year on their on their mm-hmm. blog. And we'll put a, a link to that. But um, this is, you know, years running where, of, of course, you know, you and I are in the position of we are, uh, you know, uh, influencing and we do try and say yes to everything like that because we understand how it adds up. It under, we understand the collaborative nature and how much we need other people in the industry. It's not this siloed, oh, everybody competes with me, so I can't, I can't help anybody. Mm-hmm, <laughs> it's a, it's mm-hmm. a world of this everybody always helping whatever you can. And it provides such great benefits back. And so even beyond, you know, the ranking and the extra uh, authority that we both got from being featured on other sites and backlink back to us, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, we also then build relationships that help you to propel into more collaboration. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, you know, yeah. to go back and forth. So I, I think that is super fascinating. Um, what do you think that um, what do you think that people are really missing? Like, what's the one thing they're doing wrong on websites almost all the time that you're just kind of like, yep, I see that all the time. <laughs> well, there's the one thing that I want people to do a better job of on their websites in general. It can be summarized in one word, specificity. Mm. So I was looking, I was talking to a, a company this morning. Um, we were looking at a, some sites together and I have it in front of me. I'm going to read you their, their navigation. Okay. Home, what we do, why us, who we are, contact. <laughs> Zero information. It tells you nothing. And, and their headlines are just as weak. Mm-hmm. So specificity correlates with conversion. Conversion as in visitors taking action and becoming a lead or subscriber or customer. So what I want people to do is to write descriptive navigation labels, uh, descriptive headers and subheads, uh, anything that's a descriptive calls to action. You know, you can do better than learn more or, mm-hmm. you know, read or learn, you know. Uh, and also, this is all important in people writing headlines in their in their content. So many people, I mean, I've, I've taught conferences, done like the the eight-hour workshop, mm-hmm. and looked at people's content later mm-hmm. and realized that it was kind of my bad by not teaching this important, the importance of specificity in headlines. The headline in your article is has everything to do with whether or not it gets traction from, it gets clicked from the search result as a title tag. Or whether it gets opened as a subject line in the inbox. But or so much, it, that's, the, that's the afterthought at the end. Hmm, what kind of title do I put on this thing? <laughs> got to work so hard. So I've been teaching it more and writing more about it. Maybe we could share an example, like a, like a, um, a checklist. Uh, but w- when you write headlines, you need to make a promise. And that means specificity. Yes, use numbers, use questions, use those, those trigger words, those psychological triggers. But specificity is what correlates with click-through rate. And headline authoring is like half the game. Oh, let's do that. Create create for me a, a headline specificity, a specificity checklist, some kind of interesting thing like that. We'll put it in the show notes, and okay. that'll be a, just a fantastic takeaway. Okay, can I tell you how much I spied on you before this this podcast? <laughs> uh oh, it's easy. I'm glad I, I do that to myself. It's so what, great. What you find? I've got yeah. well, I've got six accolades here that are pretty impressive. You've been in uh, the in Forbes uh, recognizes a top 10 online marketing experts to watch. Hmm. Yeah. Yep, I'm really impressed, Andy. That was good. That's good. Um, top 50 marketing influencer from entrepreneur magazine. Come mm-hmm. on. I mean, this list goes on, uh, you know, top 10 social me- media influencers to watch from social media explorer. I mean, there's, there's so many out here, so I'll put these in the show notes too, but I just want to let you know that I know that I know that I'm, I'm, 
um, I should be impressed with you. And I'm impressed. Oh, that's sweet. It, it, you know what, though? Uh, let's, uh, if you break, if you unpack that, that is also kind of influencer marketing that leads yes. to those outcomes of being included on the list, right? Oh, I love that. And, you know, this show is really about pulling the curtain back and trying to show people these things, are, they're, they're not difficult. And I don't mean that, of course, you have expertise. Of course, you're, you know, you're being recognized for them. But you could be easily that good and nobody know anything about you. It, Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so true. It's 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 the two things that come together. First of all, you're a genius in what you do. But secondly, you're great about reaching out and being very vocal and being very helpful with your knowledge. And that's how other people recognize you. Yeah, because all of those lists, it was one blogger or writer on one day that decided to curate that list. Hmm. So uh, <laughs> if I were coaching someone who was Let's assume that the genius is in place and that they're experts and they know what they're doing and they're legit. Okay. But if you wanted to, to coach someone on some self-promotion, uh, you could probably reverse engineer some of those outcomes by, <laughs> this is, we really are pulling back the curtain. I like it. <laughs> You'd build, so what I would do if I, if I wanted, if I was deliberately trying to engineer the outcome of being on a top 10 list somewhere, make, uh, go build your own list of all the people who write those kinds of lists because a lot of them do them annually. Mm-hmm. And their editors said, oh, yeah, that worked out well last time. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and write the 2019 list for mm -hmm. top 10 influencer marketings for Forbes. And so you want to build relationships with the kind of people who write for those places. The It's the halo effect that makes it credible, right? Because that person writes for Forbes. Mm -hmm. They just happen to be a writer for Forbes, right? You're on the right. Forbes list. But really, it was a specific author who added you to that list. So build a list of the people who create those those types of roundups. Mm -hmm. uh, why do they do it? By the way, they do it because they know that will be shared by each of the people they include. Mm -hmm. So demonstrate to them that you're generous in social and that you're sharing. Mm -hmm. Very helpful if you build up an audience first, uh, a social following first. But you, they're probably, we could make, this would be a weird post, but Priscilla, you and I could write a post on how to become a top 10X in category Y. <laughs> no, let's just it would do be it. It's just it would be hilarious. an influencer marketing. Right? It's influencer marketing. That's it, why. It absolutely is. Yeah. And, you know, even even on this podcast, you can see, like, I pulled the curtain back with people. Why do I do this podcast? Why did I do it forever when it wasn't monetized and we didn't have, you know, sponsors? Why? Number one, because I love doing it because I'm a connector. I'm a mm -hmm. human who loved doing that. And for me, it's, you know, you have to, you have to um, be talking with other humans in a way that other people want to listen in, in order to get, you know, people listening. And it is a big part of, even if I knew it wasn't bringing me money in my hand right there, mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to bring me, you know, give me status as an influencer even by just associating myself with these people who were, you know, top leaders. My, I had uh, Michael Brenner on very early mm -hmm. in my podcast. And, you know, here's the thing. Can you call up Michael Brenner and be like, yeah, hey, can you give me an hour of your time? I just want to, mm -hmm. you know, pick your brain about some things. Are you kidding me? You know how much it costs to pick his brain? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if mm -hmm. I say, hey, Michael, I was hoping you would be on my podcast. I'd love to give you, you know, time to talk about what you do and your expertise. Well, in in the meantime, of course, I'm getting to have a great conversation and I'm learning yeah. something. And so I think people don't always understand the motivation um, behind it. And obviously there has to be a passion for it and a love for it. You know, I wouldn't do it if mm -hmm. it were boring, which to me is the cardinal rule about, you know, anything digital or whatever. <laughs> Just like mm -hmm. people Very say, you know, how long, how long does this blog need to be uh, mm -hmm. until it's boring? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. precisely Log how long. <laughs> Uninterested. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Until <laughs> it's boring. Enough. So tell me a little bit about your podcast. 
So unlike so the one that you just described and the tactic we're using right now is uh, gives you a networking benefit and it's an influencer marketing tactic and uh, you know the guest is incentivized to share because everyone gets more exposure value. My podcast is not that and I and I chose the tactic deliberately, but uh, the original concept was to make it like a twenty two minute thing um, with just a conversation with me and uh, Barry Feldman, who's a pro. He's a headline authoring pro, by the way. And we just uh, we would choose a topic and just do a deep dive in that topic with no extra fluff and just go straight at it. So we called it Content Matters and and later changed the name to Content Jam because I think I can um, help build the brand a little bit of the conference by by um, using that. And uh, it's been fun. It's been fun. The trick was to keep it efficient because uh, things die because they're the cost is higher than the benefit. Right. So one way to keep any any content program alive is to keep the cost down, as in the time invested. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just a Zoom call, and me and Barry just go directly at it. We'll take maybe 15 minutes to write out the notes in advance. There are always topics that we're passionate about, so it's hard to um, stop ourselves from going longer. Sometimes it's a half-hour show. And then um, uh, it gets delegated. The audio editing gets delegated. He writes a short a short blurb about it. Podcast, it's a very low barrier to entry. I highly recommend it. I almost love what you're doing more because you get to um, learn um, from a variety of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, then uh, there are people who, there's companies I know of that just, that you can outsource almost every part of it. Right. And, I, and I'm on some of these shows. Like, ever been on a show where it starts and the host is kind of like, oh, yeah, wait, what are we going to talk about? Oh, who, who are you? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, 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 I'm ready. Because it was, there was the guest management was outsourced. Right. Uh, the scheduling was outsourced. Uh, the technology was outsourced. The um, audio production, the uh, visual asset creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once it's live, the syndication and, and um, publishing. Yeah. So really, there are lots of people who could have a podcast if they were willing to let go of some of the tasks. Yeah. But let's be honest about what you said before and influence about the content strategy and, and why you and I have gone about, you know, speaking and writing and uh, do, doing podcasts in different ways and, you know, pulling the curtain back a little further. You know, with mine, it is completely in-house from Ashley taking care of, you know, if it's not me, who it usually is me just going to say, hey, Andy, will you be on my show? It's like, I already know you, and I know that this is going to be good for my audience. But we do have people, obviously, who write in and want to be on it, and we'll vet them. And we're like, look, is this going to be good for our audience? Is this Mm -hmm. good? But we look at it in terms of the content strategy, um, not just in terms of loving our audience, but also loving ourselves or what we would call being kind to our future selves, <laughs> which is, you know, saying, is this content somewhere around our strategic content cluster? Mm-hmm. Are we, is this in our ball? Is this, a, is this in our ballpark? Do we want to talk about this? That's it again, right? You just hit the nail on the head. It's, it's strategic. It has mm-hmm. purpose. It aligns with a, with your content strategy. And that's why, uh, and, it's easy to say you're a content strategist, but when you meet people, you can kind of tell. Uh, when you look at bet brands, uh, publishing or blogs or eBooks, you can kind of tell mm-hmm. uh, whether or not they've ever kind of taken out the compass and asked themselves, like, does this fit? Mm-hmm. What will my audience care about? Right. Um, you know, is this what I need to be putting out into the world? Right. And of course, you can do crazy things every year at Christmas. We always do the spectacular, spectacular, which is a um, everybody who works here has to do a talent on the show. Cool. Wow. <laughs> it's I ridiculous. Yes, we That's have great. a. Qu- oh, this this last year was very funny. We had a Hallmark. Uh, holiday Hallmark um, quiz show. We made up different plots. It was called Plot or Not. And hmm. uh, we did an internal quiz here to see if we could, we, we wrote up some dummy um, plots to Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies. And we wow. had to choose the one that was real. <laughs> so 
So, of that's course, great. we do those things because that's more branding strategy. And that's the weird quirks about who we are. So it's not always this is like total running toward SEO and total running. It, it is it is still learning to know how to how to use those things in alignment with the authenticity. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so I, and that, that's something where I love where you get so practical about things and you can you, and you're in that way. I mean, in the very best way, not emotional about it. Oh, you're doing that. OK, I see why you're doing that. OK, let, mm-hmm. let, let, you know, and, and, and so it's not these like hard lined rules, but it is hard line analytics. It is really understanding what what the truth that is actually emerging from the analytics and then making a content decision from there. Yeah, data driven so. empathy. That's, oh, that's my the job. Gosh. What? Yeah. You have all these great lines. <laughs> I love it. Okay, that one I, I love. Yeah, uh, the digital ink is never dry line. I did not make up. I don't know where I first heard that. I can't find the, I can't, I don't, I'd love to figure out who to attribute that to. Mm-hmm. But um, data driven empathy is basically the philosophy, I think, uh, the most, the highest level of thinking in this. Mm-hmm. Um, because, uh, you know, we otherwise it's opinion and it's personal preference and the people who, who whiff are the ones who are basing things based on what they like instead of um, using, you know, good data, good information, good research to figure out what the audience really wants. Just like you said, just like you said. Yeah, I love that. Okay, this is the break. And I know you're not expecting this. I'm going to throw this thing in here. I have to tell you, we're going to let Colton on my team record a little praise message later on. But uh, you sent to us uh, a copy of Content Chemistry, the illustrated handbook for content marketing, specifically because I called and begged you to do so. (laughs) No, no problem. (laughs) And uh, what was so cool is that Andy sent two copies in, one because I'm never sharing that with anyone else. And the other one we are actually putting into a giveaway. So in the show notes, you'll see our new giveaway. We have a lot of things that came in from guests and you can actually get this. Let me tell you, this is shit you want. This is, <laughs> this is the whole package is so cool. We we still have a few things coming in, so I won't give the whole list of everything right now. But um, in the show notes, you can click there and register to win this um, giveaway and the book that is just going to change your life. If you have anything that has to do with website building, with content strategy, with marketing, with any kind of influencer uh, role at your company, you want to read this. And it is so not boring. It's so cool, Andy. And I mean, this is like all love marketing right here because um, I, you know, I obviously I've followed you for a long time uh, on uh, just the right, the quality of writing is so good. But then I got, I'm like, hey, hey, Andy, can I, can I have a copy of that book? And I left it on the desk of um, one of my, one of my content strategists, a content marketing Mm -hmm. strategist. And he specializes on our side in the SEO and keyword analytics and everything else. So I left it for him he walked in the next morning with the book. He goes, I read this all night long. Wow. <laughs> that, I think that's, it's illustrated handbook. Maybe the formatting keeps it going, right? Like we said about it digital is. content, you know, you just, it's, oh. it's, uh, it's good, it's scannable. Maybe that's yeah. what we should oh, I don't know. He, I mean, seriously, he's had, he, I don't think it's, it's parted company with him since I gave it to him. And he's going to put a little excerpt in here of his words, not mine, but I oh. have to say, absolutely fantastic how you were able to put, and it, it seriously, illustrated handbook. I mean, every page is packed full with, oh, you don't know how to do that? Here it is. This is what I mean. This is what it looks like. Oh, this is what it could look like. It could look like this. Maybe you want to do this thing, or maybe you want to do that. I mean, it's so powerful. And for anybody who would take the time you know, to truly understand what's going on, I think you know you have an expert in front of you when instead of them giving you tons of jargon and tons of you know lines, Instead, they're being helpful and they're breaking it down, just like what you said 
going into your speaking where you're much more hands-on and technical and you're trying to almost demystify the process of how to get found online you know well and rank for what you're really what you really uh, know what, what what's your true expertise uh, I cannot recommend this book more I thoroughly enjoyed it and as soon as I set it down I just knew that Colton on my team would eat it up and and he sure did so how did that book come about the, you know that that's a fun strategy in itself uh, and it's an amazing uh, it's an interesting intellectual challenge to try to make an outline of everything that you know <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> and, and, you know, if you go high enough level, it's totally possible to fit a, you know, in one page, write everything, you know, um, because it's just an outline. Uh, and then to look at your content and ask if there's any gaps, you know, should I have written about this or are there things I haven't covered yet? Or are there important things to my audience? And, and I immediately realized after doing this exercise that uh, there were things that people asked me about a lot and were valuable to my audience, but I had not yet written. And so basically, it's like it would be like the Priscillapedia, like everything that Priscilla knows. You write that in an outline or with a bunch of sticky notes, and then you and then you make notes on whether or not you've covered these things or not, and then you fill in the gaps by blogging into the rest of the book, and then uh, the outline becomes a table of contents. Once you get to like eighty percent or ninety percent, then you step back, you pull it all out, you organize it and and uh, write it so it fits together. But it was like um, probably six years of writing. Uh, half of it got repurposed into uh, chapters. Uh, a bunch of other chapters were written and then repurposed into blog posts. Uh, it was an article I wrote forever ago for Jay Bear called um, uh, Nice Blogs Finish Last, which is too, too clever and not specific <laughs> enough. I used to write headlines like that. Mm -hmm. But it gave this idea of how basically to blog into a book. And it, it was just um, a huge challenge and a labor of love that, of course, as soon as it was done, it began to go out of date. So I've had to rewrite it. Mm -hmm. This is now the fifth edition, which is uh, 100 pages longer than the last one. Uh, and so it's going to it's the kind it's like an annual book almost, which yeah. is uh, good for sales. It, it, it has marketing benefits, at least to speaking sometimes. But I recommend it. Similar yeah. to podcasts. It's a format I recommend. OK, well, you recommend the format. I recommend the actual book. <laughs> So we will put a link to it on there. So we, of course, uh, we, we've gone really long because I'm so, I just love talking with you. And, and I think we share so much of the same ethos and also just a mindset of how to look at content and how to break it down and how to do, you know, think, you know, about content today with the end, you know, in mind and not just kind of get lost doing the busy work, which is what so easily can happen in content marketing. But Let's get a little bit of a taste. I'm just going to do some rapid fire questions for you. So everybody mm -hmm. kind of gets to know Andy a little bit better. But so tell me about um, your favorite podcast. What is something that's that's piquing your interest these days? Experts on the Wire by Dan Shore. It's the best SEO podcast that I've ever heard. He goes really deep into topics. It's extremely interesting. Uh, not all of it is relevant to me, but I always learn something that uh, that comes up at some point. So I recommend Dan's podcast, Experts on the Wire. Awesome, awesome. What about an app? Do you have a favorite app that is just a real go-to for you? You travel a lot, so you probably have some good suggestions. Uh, maybe not very original, but Google Photos. Uh-huh. It puts everything, it automatically takes every picture you've taken and organizes it for you. It makes cool videos and makes things easy to share. Uh, it's all backed up, so I could throw my phone in the lake, and I would it wouldn't matter. Um, 
and I have little kids, so I like Google Photos. I look at it all the time. Okay, well, don't throw your phone in the lake, okay, Andy? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to it. <laughs> well, besides your illustrated uh, handbook <laughs> um, that you have to keep writing over and over again, what is there been something that you read recently, a, a book that you would recommend, or that, and it doesn't have to be, you know, involved in business or uh, entrepreneurship or or SEO for that matter. But what what's something you read recently that you thought highly of? Oh, Mark Schaefer. Uh, he just finished a new one, and it's outstanding. Marketing Rebellion. Uh, pick that book up and read the first 20 pages, and, and uh, you might have that, that experience of staying up all night with it. Okay. It, it, is, a, it is a perspective. It's kind of, uh, it is so direct and accurate and true, and his takeaway from that, which is a lot about humanity, you'd love it. That is an excellent book. Really you know, good. It always strikes me. I, I will get it. Um, I, it always strikes me as interesting as how you know, we go and we live our lives as humans and then we come in the door as marketers and then pretend like we're not humans anymore. We yeah, start I doing know. the things that Where are just like, that? I would never put up with that crap, you know, out right. in my life as a human. I wouldn't listen to that message. I wouldn't, right, right. you know, and yet we come in the door and somehow like everybody thinks this is the way we should talk because it sounds official and businesslike. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. If we forget to connect, we, you know, it's, it's really about humanity, marketing mm -hmm. rebellion. Really, really good. Okay. I will do that. My degree is in cultural anthropology, so I think that's right up my alley. I'll, 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 I'll do that. Uh, now, Great. you have just blogged and blogged and blogged. And, uh, you know, on my bio, it says I'm a prolific blogger, but you make me look like a first grader in terms of the amount that you have written over the years. So is there a particular blog that you actually follow? You know, one of my favorites is uh, not very well known. Do you know this woman named Henneke? Henneke, uh -uh. Doistermat. I think she's Dutch but lives in England. Her blog is Enchanting Marketing. Hmm. So good. It's really, really good. I think she's a writing coach uh, or offers classes or something. But all it, part of that specificity piece I got from her, like where she gets into like like adding detail, the power of adding detail, um, she is fantastic. Look at anything on EnchantingMarketing.com. She okay. has a voice. She writes her. She draws her own little illustrations. It it stands out as a unique. Uh, both practical and human blog, uh, one of my favorites. Oh, that is so cool. And you know what? I will do my best to also try and reach out and have her on the podcast. That would be even more fun. And before she's I awesome. do that, I will send you a heads up and you could send a few questions. <laughs> yeah, she's great. You'll love her. I, I did a call with her years ago and I felt connected ever since. She's um, it is definitely worth uh, the conversation. Well, tell everybody where they can find you, Andy. Orbitmedia.com. Uh, the blog is where I write an article. Really, I'm only my free. I mean, we publish weekly, but I only write every two weeks. On the other hand, they're they're um, detailed things. Uh, the book you mentioned, of course, is you can Amazon or anywhere. Content Chemistry, um, and then LinkedIn probably is the best network if you want to connect with me. Uh, I would be thrilled to to uh, collaborate with any of the listeners on this uh, on the show. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, my home is pretty much orbitmedia.com. Well, tell us one more time um, how they can find Content Jam, uh, the actual podcast, and the when, when is the next Content Jam coming up? Content Jam 2019 will be on October 29th here in Chicago. Uh, I would love to, I'll do whatever it takes to get you up here for that. <laughs> I'm uh, in, I'm in, I'm coming. <laughs> it'll be good. Yeah, Mark Schaefer is uh, penciled in for the keynote. We had Anne Handley last year. It's, yes. it, it's um, we're honored to have uh, some of the best speakers. Um, and, uh, and that's just, a, and that along with the podcast is at contentjam.com. Hmm. And speaking of Anne Hanley, those are some other good books. <laughs> oh yeah. Those, uh, 
she is everyone should know those already i yeah, hope yeah when, uh, when someone and, comes in and is a new writer for us i'm all and here's my collection of Anne hanley books <laughs> yep so let me know when you're through with those <laughs> yep. required cool. reading required yeah. yes, definitely andy thank you so much for coming on and for uh, just say a big thank you and a hello to everybody at orbit media orbit media studios i can't wait to work with you guys again um but what a pleasure for us and i and i hope to see you soon this year definitely even before uh, we hit up to Content Jam. Thanks, Priscilla. The pleasure was mine. Thank you so much. Uh, For sure. From all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, this has been Ponderings from the Perch, and we'd love for you to have a great day. And also, as a little bonus, if you liked what you heard from Andy, make sure you go out to his podcast, Content Jam, give him a five-star rating, and that's how other people can find that amazing content. So from all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day, and happy marketing. Hey, this is Colton, and I just got to say that Andy's book really is amazing. It sits next to me right at my desk, and I reference it all the time. It's very easily digestible, and it really is just one of the most practical books on content marketing that I've ever read. Check out the show notes for a link to the book. Get yourself a copy. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.